Okay, because if you put a lot of food waste uh, into your, um, you know, your dustbin and then it goes to the landfill, all of these things has lots of water in it. Okay, so it, it takes a while to, to break down and if that goes to the incinerator, you know, you burn it and then you, you turn it into an ash, loss of water means you need lots of energy to, to burn it and you, it, has, it is already uh, a very heavy on um, carbon emissions and talking about landfill we don't have a lot of space in Penang already you see and Malaysia is not a huge country anyway if we are putting more mass into a landfill eventually we are going to run out space for that purpose so by reducing the waste that you generate from your household it's going to help the environment and really, MCO is a good chance for, for me to, to really execute my thoughts and my plan. Because before, before that, I need to write my thesis, I need to work in a day, I don't have time. And even weekend is already too busy for me. So MCO is really a, a, a time for me to kickstart everything. And really, I want to promote self-sufficiency, not only for people who stay in the in the urban area, but also for the millennials. Okay, many of us, we, we don't really cultivate stuff anymore. Okay, we don't touch the, 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 the dirt, we don't touch the, the soil, and then we don't, we don't do, we just go and buy things when, as, we, as we please. But you know, when we, uh, when NCO has started, you can have a feeling of, even though you have money, there's something that you, you can't do with your money. Okay, you, the food choice that we have has been drastically reduced. You have money, so what? Your ramen is not open. Your, your barbecue lamb is not open. Nasi kanda is also not open. So, yeah, you kind of have to do, it, uh, do things on, on your own. But what if you can grow your own thing? Okay? And also, to supply some popular and beginner-friendly edible greens. For example, basils, mint, and, uh, and also some uh, tomatoes, for that matter. Okay. So, the benefit of having a home garden. You get to reduce carbon footprint and your domestic waste, as I mentioned earlier. To put it simply, you get to play a small role to be environmental friendly, to save uh, to conserve, okay. I reckon if more of us do rely less on the mass, the massive commercial farming, we can reduce the environmental impact generated by all these logistic stages. Okay, look at look at the the pictures just now. Uh, to harvest, for example, a tomato from a farm and put it to Tesco, the supermarket, it has to go through so many stages, and at each stages, waste has been generated, plastics, cardboards. If we can reduce that down to you know, having a home garden, you don't have to ship it, okay? you don't have to wrap it, you don't have to uh, pack it in a way that you know, makes your tomato uh, you know, doesn't bruise easily. Okay? So you, can you get to reduce waste in that stand. And also, if you plant something that you can harvest anytime as you need it, you don't have to buy a whole lot and then Put it onto your kitchen top or in your fridge and then watch them go back slowly. You stop wasting at even earlier. Okay, you harvest your basil as you need it. Okay. Size does not matter. Okay, many of us live in an apartment. Okay, we don't have uh, we don't even have a balcony. Okay, I have a balcony, but not really. Is more like a air conditioning compressor latch. Okay, I can't even walk into my balcony. Okay, you see that later. Uh, I kind of have to crawl out, and it's kind of dangerous. Don't don't do it. Um, but I make that happen. If you don't even have a balcony to start with, you can use your kitchen top. Having a small vessel uh, is enough to spice everything up, isn't it? You can have some great plants that are hardly being sold in the market. 
because they are not popular or they, they have a very short shelf life. Okay, so the, the picture over here is actually a black turmeric. You don't find it in a, in a supermarket. You don't find it in a wet market either. You can, you can, you maybe you can get some from a nursery or in a kampong sometime. But uh, I, got it, I got it only from my friend who is running a farm before. You get to have full control on how you want to grow your own food. You can be very sure that you did not put any pesticide or chemicals for that matter, that would potentially harm you in the long run. Okay, you can grow things organic. The, one, the pictures over here showing, I make my own compost. Okay, from the dry leaf I pick up from the roadside, you know, MPPP, the Majeris Bandaraya. I strip the leaves and put it in a bag. I kind of, you know, steal them. Uh, and then put it in my car and drive away and find somewhere uh, I can make a compost. Of course, I went to a wet market and asked for food waste or fruit waste, and then I have made that already. Oh, by the way, the, the one in the picture has already been done. And that was already more than six weeks, and they are, they are fine, they are loomy, and they make very good soil. And it's good for your physical and mental health. You get to work out a bit. Mental stress is a real thing, especially during MCO. You get to, you are locked in, in the four walls of your home, and sometimes you have kids, and you have, your pets to deal with and yeah you need a way out you see seeing some greens and sweating a little bit plus the happiness when you get to harvest them really does help to to make you a happier person all right so you all started here all right as i mentioned earlier this is only an air conditioning a compressor latch okay don't I want as much as I want you to do it at home, you don't, you don't risk your life, okay? This is for the show and uh, I won't do it again and I don't have to, all right? Don't, don't just be really careful when you have such situation like me, okay? So raise more space. You, you won't think it is possible to you know, plant something over there, but yeah, on the 28th of March, I set up this garden using just uh, the, the polystyrene box, the used one, put some compost and good soil in it. And of course, I planted something. And what it did, what does it look today is this. It is so lush, it is a basal forest, okay? It even overpowers the, the chili I plant on the far right end, okay? Even the mint is not really showing up. The turmeric is struggling, but the basil are so happy to be there. Okay, this is the first one. I have a second balcony garden just outside of my bedroom. Okay, this is where I sleep next to. Okay, my bedroom room outside of it is my second balcony garden already. Okay, and that happened about a few weeks ago on the 19th of April. And I planted some um, cinnamon basil right in the middle. And then the following day, I planted some... Uh, Tomato seedlings is only the size of this, six inches. And Thai basil is even smaller. And today is another forest. Okay, the Thai basil is huge. And then the cinnamon basil in the middle is even bigger. They all lump together and form a little canopy over there. And on the top, the far left corner, you find some tomato and it is already flowering. It's so happening over there. Just one, over one month is flowering already. It's so lush. And this is something Wonderful, isn't it? Okay, you get to grow things even at the most impossible space you can find. So without further ado, you are here to find out the, my top five edible greens to have at home. Many of you have, may, may have already guessed it or you already know it uh, since a while ago. But for the benefits of beginners, okay, uh, this is really a good, choice, a good choices to start your garden with. I'm going to show you my top five on my list and how do I use and care about them. First of all, basils. Okay, I mentioned that a few times already. And let's find out more. There are multiples, there are so many varieties of basils. Some of them, I, we can't even find it in Malaysia. Okay, so starting from, uh, from the top left and moving to a clockwise uh, directions, I have sweet basil. Okay, that was take, that, this picture was taken a while ago. Okay, and now today it's, it's, it's even bigger than that. 
Moving on on the on the top right corner, I have the tie vessel. Okay, you can use that for lots of things. Uh, bottom right is the lemon vessel, and then the last one being the cinnamon vessel. I will break it down a bit further. So you can do a lot of things with vessel. Okay, I make a fusion dish uh, out of my thyme vessel. I stir fry the minced pork with thyme vessel. You can use minced chicken or beef, um, but usually chicken if you are going for halal options. And then I wrap it with tortilla with some tomatoes and some cheese. And then um, yeah, wrap it up, toast the, to the, the tortilla. And then you, you have a very wonderful meal. Okay, it, it tastes really amazing. And of course, salad. I use some sweet basil, actually a lot of them, uh, for my basil. It really uh, spice the whole thing as it, it turns the, uh, the salad somewhat nutty and, and uh, savory. For those who don't eat a lot of greens, it's a good start. And then you, you get to make, I get to make um, pesto sauce and pesto pasta uh, later on uh, with my fiance. And one good thing about this pesto sauce is you can freeze it and use it later on. You don't have to you know, uh, do it now, but you get to do it, use it later. And of course, you can make cookie out of it. Using cinnamon vessel, uh, my fiance has baked this wonderful cookie uh, for her family. It does have a very sweet and unique scent, something like a cinnamon, because of a, com a chemical compound called cinnamite. Okay, when it, as you chew it, it releases that sweet scent to your nose. Okay, and uh, it's wonderful. Okay, you can give it a try. And why? What makes basil a, a good choice to start your garden with is that uh, they are very easy to propagate. You can propagate from cutting, okay, snip the, the stem at the right spot, right above the leaf nodes, remove the lower leaves, put it into a glass of water, and in two weeks' time, you see it root, like the one in the picture. Or you can get some seeds. You can buy seeds from, um, I don't know, Shopee or Zata, or even you can snip off some um, mature flowers, dried flowers from a, from a plant that you see, Squeeze the seed down, and then you can sow it. In three to five days, you can see little basil already. And they are quite hardy. Okay, um, doesn't mean that you can uh, torment them, however. But uh, given the right amount of care, they can uh, they can withstand. Okay, and they absolutely love direct sun, six to eight hours of sun, or even ten hours if you have it. Okay, my garden is right here, the first balcony garden, and it's facing east. They get to enjoy more sun than I do because I wake up later. All right, so um, from seven to eight o'clock, all the way to noon time, or even past noon time, and that's why they are so lush like a forest. Okay, give it direct sun, otherwise they they will not be happy. Water them every day but allow the water to drain freely, okay? You don't want to have water to lock at the base, especially at the, the, source, the saucer, okay? Otherwise, it will cause root rot and it will kill your plant. Just let go of the, of the water when, when there is any water logging, okay? Uh, fertilize it with organic compost, especially the one that you make from your backyard, if you have it. And, especially after you harvest the leaves, okay? It allows the plant to have enough nutrients to, to sprout again. And most importantly, uh, you want to prune your basil regularly, okay? Or harvest them um, as you do so, okay? Because it is the way to keep it young. Yeah? It wants to, you want to keep your basil young, otherwise the plant will mature, they start to flower. This will drain the nutrient out of it, okay? And they use the nutrient to make flowers and seeds, but not the leaves. You'll find during that stage, the leaves are much smaller and they don't taste, uh, they are not fleshy anymore. They become 
uh, yucky in a way. And then when you see the vessel is flowering, it really means it is come to an old age. It will die soon, okay? So as much as you like the flower, you want to remove them. But there's, there are other advisors saying that you can allow your vessel to grow out. Let it flower. You can keep the seeds and you can start all over again. And having lots of flowers, it's good for your other plants around, especially the one that fruits for you because you want to attract some pollinators like stingless bees, honeybees, wasps, or even birds, okay? So it depends you, how you want to use your basil, okay? I use my, my basil at the other garden as uh, extractant for pollinators because I plant tomato over there. I hope they will fruit soon. Moving on. We have mints. Okay, there are so many kinds of mints. I'm going to focus on two varieties over here. Most Penangite will relate mint to karimi, the Penang white karimi and Assam laksa. I must say, as a Johorian, okay, I come from Kluang Johor, I'm not a Penangite, so don't speak Hokkien to me. Okay, even though I have yellow skin, uh, black hair, I don't speak Hokkien. Okay, I speak Mandarin or English or Malay, okay? Uh, as a Chorhorian, the Penang curry meat does have a very unique flavor as you chew the mint. It's, it's a rather interesting mix. I, I, I enjoy it, honestly. As I mentioned earlier, I'm, I myself have two varieties of mint in my collections. First of all, the common mint on the top and peppermint at the bottom. Common mint is the one that you use for curry meat, some laksa, uh, lots of things. And the Peppermint is the one that is somewhat unique. Okay, you can use common mints for dessert, like the one I have here, yogurt with frozen berries, and the mint give it an extra um, spice, I would say. And you can use peppermint for your tea. Okay, peppermint is much spicier, compound called mentol. Mentol, yes, you. Heard it, menthol. It is the chemical compound that makes mentos mentos. It smells like toothpaste as well. Okay, something that I, I can't accept with chocolate. Okay, remember, Ethan does not like chocolate with toothpaste. I mean, mint. Okay, so one thing um, mint would do is they produce runner. Oh, before that, to care about mint is almost the same as you care about your basil. Uh, they are hardy, they, are, they, are, they love full sun, they enjoy compost and, and, and all that. But they do produce what we call the runner. Let me, just one, one moment. This is a common mint that I'm going to, I reserve it for my friend. What I mean by runner is this. Okay, this is the main stem, it starts to branch off now. The runner is the one that comes from the bottom and it's somewhat skinny and it has, smaller leaves. This will go around like strawberries and then it will radiate from the mother plant and it will find somewhere to plant its root and you have a lot more mint. So if you do find mint like this, you can actually cut this runner bits here, plant into the soil and then you have a, a, a bed of mint. Not a bed of roses, a bed of mint, which smells very nice. So common mint, peppermint works the same way. They have runners, okay, and this is a very good stuff to propagate it. Oh, by the way, they propagate the same uh, as uh, the basil. I don't really have seeds for uh, mint, but yes, you can use cuttings uh, to propagate your mint. Another easy plant to start your garden would be gingers. Okay, gingers referring to all members from the ginger family, the Zinger Rebaisi. Okay, uh, for myself, I have a smaller place. I can't handle anything more than that. So I recommend common ginger and turmeric. If you have a, a backyard, you live on a landed unit, or you really want to challenge yourself, okay, just to be funny, okay, you might want to you, uh, have some galangal or lengkuas in Malay. 
or even torch ginger or bunga kantan in Malay in your home. Okay, but they, they grow so big. Okay, torch ginger's leaf can grow as high as one, one story or even two stories high. Okay, if you're living in an apartment, think about this, you, you, you can't really have it at home. Okay, they need a lot of sun as well. But if you do have a big space, I recommend you to have it for fun or for as an ornament as well. Okay, so um, the gingers that I have can be, you, you, you know it, they are used as spices, okay? And they have lots of medicinal values. I plant my uh, turmeric uh, at some other places and then I sun dry them, I ground it into the powder and then I use the powder to make turmeric chicken, which is very nice. Okay, give it a try. You know, find your own recipe for that. And um, one, one thing about uh, ginger is they grow rather slow, okay? It's not like basil or mint, they sprout like so fast in weeks you can see the results. But turmeric, you, you kind of have to wait uh, for a while, months, okay? if, if not weeks, okay? But if you have patience for that, you get to have a turmeric forest like the one in the pictures over here, okay? They are about the height of this, more than a meter high, okay? It is literally a turmeric forest. They, you can harvest the turmeric typically after eight to 12 months after you first planted it, them, okay? If you can't really wait, you can use the leaves, okay? The turmeric leaves, even ginger leaves, can be used as a, a tea, okay? But turmeric leaves can be used, from what I heard, you can use it for um, rendang. Uh, I heard you can kind of cut them and then fry it with eggs, or you can wrap around your otak otak to give it extra flavor. It's, it smells sweet and it tastes like, th like that as well, okay? When do you know uh, it is the right time to harvest a turmeric? Like this. This is the same patch of turmeric and the leaves have has turned brown and they start to die back, okay? That is the time when they they keeping all the nutrients back to the rhizome and that is the bit that you want to eat, okay? If you harvest them when they're very um, lush, you can, okay? But this is the best time to harvest your ginger and turmeric. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, leaves can be used for some other cuisine as well. You may have already guessed it. You propagate rhizome, the rhizome, uh, using the rhizome. Okay, you can buy the rhizome from the market and then just plant them. But how do you plant them though? I reckon you to bury the rhizomes one to two inches into the soil. Do not bury them too deep under the soil because the rhizome, they grow horizontally, they go that way, they never go down, okay? So if you do that, the shoot will have a very hard time to resurface the sprouts, you see, and they, they don't really expand upwards. I mean, the rhizome don't really expand upwards, All right? So one to two inch underground, and after that, fertilize them with a layer of organic compost, and then you come back 10 months later, okay? And you have a ton of gingers or turmeric. Now, let's talk about tomatoes. Oh, no, everyone loves tomato. Or so I thought. I, I used to hate tomato because it tastes like, I don't know, it has a very pungent, uh, soil-like taste. I know that's for me, but now I enjoy them because you know I kind of have to eat, eat vegetable for my life, even though they're literally fruits, all right? There are literally thousands of tomato varieties out there, okay? And I personally recommend you to grow the heirlooms varieties, okay? Um, they are also called the heritage tomatoes in the UK. All right, so what are those heirlooms tomatoes? They are selected tomato varieties that has been passed down uh, within a family, a tribal group, or even a religious group for hundreds of years. As the farmer grows them, they only crossbreed their tomatoes with the same varieties. So you can imagine 
after so long, right, the tomato has only that specific characteristic and that characteristic will be passed down only. Then they save the seeds for the next growing seasons. So as a long run, they become varieties of purebred tomatoes, okay? They are generally much sweeter because um, they still have the gene that allows the tomato to fully develop in terms of uh, sequester or to, to build their own sugar in the fruits, okay? But that's a downside. They bruise easily, they crack easily. Look at the one uh, on the top right. It kind of has a, has a crack already, okay? And they have generally a shorter shelf life. Okay? They're softer. It, it is very nice to eat, uh, but imagine if you ship them around, it bumps in, in a box, and uh, when it shows up in the shelf, it becomes yucky, okay? So you, uh, you don't find it uh, on, the, on the supermarket very often. Okay, but since you are growing it at home, you don't have to worry about bruising them while shipping it because you are only shipping it, shipping it from your garden to your kitchens or maybe your fridge or sometimes straight to your mouth. Okay, you, you, unless you squeeze it, it's going to be fine. Okay, don't I, you can grow the, the typical tomatoes, but since you are growing it at home, might as well you, you grow heirlooms tomatoes, they are amazing. How do you propagate tomatoes though? Oh, it's easy, okay? You can grow them from seeds, okay? Some people will even slice the tomatoes and plant it with the flesh while the seeds is still in the flesh, okay? The flesh will, will decompose and then it feeds the seeds and then the seeds will sprout, will germinate. I don't like the method because um, there, are, there are lots of seeds within the flesh and they all jumble up and it's really hard for me to separate them and plant them singly later on. Okay, so for me, I will take the seeds out and then I plant them uh, in a small pot and if I can, I keep a distance between the seeds so that they are not uh, crowd, crowded together. I, I hate that, okay? And you can also plant, uh, plant them, propagate them from sucker. What, the, what does it mean by sucker? Okay, it's, it's not an insult to any human. It's a plant terminology. Okay, banana has sucker as well. Sucker for tomato is any horizontal branch that fork out at a forty-five degree angle from the main the main branch over there. Okay, you can see between the the branch. Okay, the one is the bigger one that goes vertically is the main branch, and the bigger uh, branch at the bottom is actually a leaf and the one in the middle is the sucker. Okay, you can, we reckon, I recommend you to take that off uh, as the tomato grow because it sucks away nutrient uh, to grow more leaves than fruits. Okay, you can take that thing off, put it into a, a glass of water and it will root already. But that only applies to the indeterminate varieties. Most heirlooms are indeterminate tomatoes. What does it mean, all right? Well, indeterminate tomatoes grow as a vine. Well, determinate tomatoes grow as a shrub, okay? The indeterminate varieties, as the name suggests, will keep growing and growing and keep producing fruits until they decided to die or the nature takes them, okay? You got so sick, you can't produce anymore and they die, okay? So it doesn't have a determinate lifespan, hence indeterminate. The determinate varieties, however, as I mentioned, they grow as a shrub. They will fruit, they will produce all the fruits, the fruits at once, and they die. Okay, most of the tomato varieties that you can find on the market are likely to be uh, indeterminate, but you kind of have to find out from the seed packet. Okay. Tomato flowers roughly after 70 to 80 days after you sow the seed, okay? at least for my case. Okay? And this is a time that you should fertilize gently, okay? not like a whole lot, with compost every two weeks until you harvest the fruits. Okay? You need a lot of effort, you need some patience to it. All right? In 
areas that you have less pollinators like me over here on the eighth floor of my apartment, I do get some stingless bees, but if you go a little higher, you don't have lots of insects anymore. Okay, you might want to consider hand pollinating your flowers. Okay? Using a brush, transfer the pollen to another flower, that easy. Okay? As you have some fruit, you might want to cover up the fruit because you know, birds can get to them before you. Last but not least, you have sweet potatoes. Okay, I'm a little reluctant to put this on to my list, but there are reasons why I do so. Hey, you may think, hey, uh, isn't sweet potato a very easy food crop, food crop to have? You're right. Okay, that's the whole point of being here, right? There are lots of varieties as well. You have purple skin with yellow flesh, uh, purple skin with purple flesh, and orange flesh, and so on. Okay, there's endless varieties of sweet potatoes. The reason why, the top reason why I put this onto my list is they are staple food. Okay, you can use the tuber as your carbohydrates. You can use the leaves as your dietary fibers. Okay, simply bury the, the tubers and then wait for seven to 10 months before you can harvest some tubers. Okay, or you can use the leaves as stir fry. All right, they love crumbly, loose, rich with organic matters kind of soil. Okay, if your soil is hard, like a red clay soil, the, the tuber will be forced to, glow, to grow closer to the surface. If you're growing uh, on an apartment like this, you'll be fine. But if you are growing on a landed unit, pests like rodents will make use of this situation. Okay, bury them and use crumby, loose soil rich with organic matter. You do have to water them every day, okay? If you want to plant it into only a big pot like I am. If I don't water my sweet potato after only one day, the leaf will, you will not be happy, they will wilt. And then, uh, yeah, you don't want that to happen. You want sweet potatoes, or at least you want to eat the leaves. Okay, otherwise, they, they won't be so happy and they won't have tubers for you. Before I end this session, Allow me to show you some plants that I have over here, all right? This is the cinnamon basil that I have. This will go on sale, okay? It does have a very uh, funny and sweet cinnamon smell. Tomatoes. This is a green zebra variety, okay? You can Google that. Uh, it does look like a green zebra, if that's a thing. And this length is about six to eight inches. I grow them from seed. This is the right time, at least from my point of view, is good for, be, for transplanting into your garden already. Okay, you don't have to keep it for any longer. This will go on sales as well. And if you do want to keep gingers as ornamental, yes, you can. Now, this little cute plant over here is not a grass, okay? This is Galanga, Lenguas. I grow it from seed, okay? Um, it's a funny story. I put some um, Lenguas or Galanga seeds on my, on my pot. After a few months, they, there's nothing. Okay, oh, I might as well use the pot for something else. And I, growing something else, I did. And later on, I start to find small grass like this to germinate. And then I realized, oh, that is actually Glangao, Leng grass. And then, yeah, I transplanted some of them and then, yeah, one of them being in this little pot, okay. Yeah, it's a good ornament. Even turmeric can be an ornament as well. Okay, let's put this thing aside. Let me show you this. This is my black turmeric, okay? It's the same one in the, I've shown earlier. That one has died back before, and within this uh, few weeks, it has grown to this lush, huge turmeric uh, plant already, okay? 
So yes, it's a wonderful ornament. But again, it will kind of die back after, I don't know, 10 months. So yeah, just be patient and it will come back again. How beautiful is that? It does have a red veins over here. Talking about germinating seeds. These are my basil. You see how I use the egg tray as a seedling tray. I don't have to buy it. Okay, you see how stingy I am? Okay, I pick up trash. Anyway, uh, these are purple basil. Okay, I bought the seeds and I germinated it, which are pretty good. Once they grow bigger, this will go on sales as well. This will be my fifth um, varieties of basil that goes into my uh, collection. Last but not least, tomatoes. Okay, as I mentioned earlier, they 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 do you do germinate tomatoes from seed, and usually after one week they will sprout. Okay. Yeah, all of them are heirlooms, tomatoes. Right, so these are my top five lists of um, easy plants that you should be having it at home. What's your list? Okay, tell, tell us, okay, what's your top five list? Maybe I want to update my top five list soon. So that's all from me. Thank you for hearing me out and thank you for um, Kelvin for allowing, allowing me to share this uh, wonderful sessions. I hope you enjoyed it. So we can go into Q&A sessions. Uh, Kelvin, you might want to carry on. Yes, hi Ethan. All right. Uh, earlier you did ask us to, you did ask me to create the polling question. Do you want me to reveal it now? Like, you you may do it. Thank you. Okay. All right. So, all right. So guys, so basically we'll be launching a few polls to get your opinions on uh, certain things. Right uh, before we, I I do receive a few Q and A as well from the participants on both Facebook and the Zoom chat. So we will go into that shortly. So if you guys can see the first polling, uh, is what plants do you like to have at home the most? So you can actually choose them, and later on I will actually share the results to everyone to see it. Yeah, so you can actually vote it now. Yeah. So like Ethan, uh, like a few just now, Ethan has shared it. So. Uh, these are most of the plants that can be easily planted at home. Yeah, but if you have any other that is not mentioned uh, in in the polling, you can put it as others as well. Yeah. Yeah, you want to put them down in the, the comments and let us know what kind of plants you are actually looking for. Okay. Okay. So we have another ten seconds before the result is reviewed. I know they can be pandan, they can be, I don't know, chakor, or they can be any other things. Okay, that, uh, I do have a pandan over here, but there is a, an ornament instead of uh, an ingredient that I use. Alright, so these are the results being shared by over uh, 52 people earlier. So yeah, most of them, uh, as you can see, most of them prefer to choose basils. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, which is good. And okay, there's a share, there's a second questions as well. Okay. Vira, sorry. Okay, the second question is uh All right, the second question is uh being asked is that how would you like to start your home garden with so of course, from just now being shared, uh, of course there are there's few there's a few ways that are being shared by Ethan. So we'd like to know from from the audience how would you like to start your home garden with after hearing his session? Yeah. Okay. All right. We we'll give you another five seconds. So I believe you guys should know what is cutting is the seed and the potted plants because we have shared it earlier. Okay, all right, so right now let's just end. Okay, and uh, the result, of course, most go for potted plants. Yeah, Ethan, you have anything to comment on that? It's a very convenient way to start a kitchen, uh, a kitchen garden, isn't it? Buy, put it there, there you have it. Okay, 
Um, it's fine, but um, it's really fun to start your garden with cuttings and seeds as well. You get to see them grow like a little baby. Okay, all right. So, uh, so that is, uh, that's all for the moment for the polling. And uh, so back to the Q&A. So one of the Q&A questions uh, that I have with me uh, for you, Ethan, it's, uh, hold on, uh, let me just put it here. Um, I'm watering my plant. <laughs> okay, Ethan. Uh, all right. So, so, so one of the things being shared is like earlier you said that about the ginger turmeric, it takes about long time, which is eight to twelve months. That's right. Uh, for first growth. Well, what about the second growth? Would would it be t would it be would it be longer as well, or how is it like for ginger? I there will it, it will be roughly be the same. Okay, for my past experience, uh, what happened last time when you see it as you can see in the pictures? Okay, um, I harvested once and then I replanted it back already. Okay, I haven't got a chance to to visit uh, those uh, turmeric. It's somewhere on uh, in in item area, okay, but they will take the same. As you harvest the turmeric, you put everything out, right? They are, there are lots of rhizome, and you want that bit that looks like a finger. Okay, let's say this is the heart of it, and it grows sideways, and maybe you have a few more, okay? So this is the part that you want to harvest, okay? You leave the mother, okay? Uh, in in the soil, okay. You put it back, okay. They will grow. It will grow again, roughly taking the same time. I would say. Good okay. Question. So so that's for turmeric. That's for turmeric. For ginger, you can just take everything and replant it as you wish. If, let's see. For example, right right now, there's a lot of like. Let's just say there's a lot of surplus. Uh, how to say? There's a lot of supply of uh, ginger or turmeric in the market. Uh, do you think that that the lack of supply is due to like people using chemical fertilizer to boost? To boost the the supplies or how is it like? Because if it's let's say it's taking eight to twelve months, uh, you, you there will be a sufficient of uh, ginger in the market. Is that correct? Yeah. Hmm. This is a very interesting question. I myself am not sure how do they grow commercially, but as a home garden, uh, I'm not. My friend has has a farm somewhere in Aitam. They do grow gingers. And I have not seen them using any sort of chemicals, nor you, you actually need it as well, unless you have wild balls, okay? That, that doesn't, uh, that is not killed by um, uh, pesticide or, or herbicide because mm -hmm. they will uproot everything. Um, as a farmer, they will, they will plant their harvest accordingly. So you don't have to plant all of them at once and once they, are, they have been uprooted, you have nothing left. Okay, mm -hmm. there should be stages. All right, stages. Okay, got it. Okay, so another question uh, being asked is that uh, being asked is that can we get sampling? Can we get sampling for vegetable plants such as tomato, eggplant anywhere in Penang, or can we buy them fully grown? Yeah. I do have some tomato myself. Um, eggplants. Actually, I don't. I'm not really sure whether there's a place you can find um, vegetable uh, sapling like this. I only sometimes see like chilies in nursery, but other than that, no, I haven't seen it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So other than that, you haven't seen it. It's like what? What about like the? There's one at the youth park at Botanical Garden. Is that is that the same as well? Uh, you are referring that to the ESH. No, I haven't seen it. But you can find like basils, thyme basil, thyme, rosemary, and all that. But for eggplants and tomatoes, honestly, I haven't seen. I haven't seen it somewhere. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, understood. And another questions we are, we have it here as well is that uh, what what the proposed way of starting seeds and protecting the seedings? And uh, currently, uh, he's trying to start tomato, capsicum, okra, uh, lettuce, and, but many of the seeds don't sprout. Is it probability? Is this because of a probability base, meaning that the seed from a packet may just simply fail? Yeah. 
Okay, get, right. Get. Uh, since you have mentioned it, might as well show this again. All right, so I just watered it, so don't mind it going all over the place. Let me come closer. All right, I hope you can see me. So what I did here is I cut the egg tray into half. Well, um, not this way, but this way. All right, let me lift this thing up. So you can see there are two parts, okay? The top part is the one that has the individual cells. I put a hole through it so that the water can drain, okay? And this is the part that collects the excess water because you don't want the, the, the water with some soil to go everywhere uh, in your kitchen, for example, okay? Right. So this is how I do it. You, don't, you can buy stealing tray, but this is how I, I, I do it because it saves money. I, Chipscape in a way. So I use seedling soil. I think seedling soil has a lot to do with how successful is your um, germinations. Okay, I, I bought, I, I'm using the Baba one. I'm making my own seed starter and I'm going to try it out soon. Okay, because uh, usually the seeds, the seed starter soil, they have been treated in a way um, I don't know, using heat, okay, for example, to kill whatever um, bad bacteria that is within it. So the seed will not be uh, uh, infected with those fungi or bacteria. So seed, the seedling starter has a lot to do with it. There you go. And um, put it next to the, your window, for example, not direct sun, okay, it's not good for mm -hmm. the young tender plants to experience full sun, okay? If they, and uh, they will dry out so fast, you don't have a chance to even water it to, to bring it back to life. Okay, all right, so I have a question right now uh, regarding mm -hmm. about the egg carton. So if, uh, how long does it take for the, for, for the seed to actually grow in that egg carton? Yeah. To grow what? Uh, how long do you let the seeding grow in, in that egg carton based on the, just now that you show us, how long does it usually take? Depends on what kind of plants you are, you are, you are doing and how um, hardworking you are. <laughs> okay, because sometimes you have a lot, you ah, you know, my, they, they grow. It's okay. Um, for, tomato, for tomatoes, maybe um, four to six inches, then you can transplant them into a smaller pot. For basil, it's likely to be the same. Mm -hmm. Like just now, you shared us one earlier, the, uh, earlier you shared us a plant, like uh, where you're going to transfer them into the garden. Yeah, that plant. Tomato? Yeah. I've transferred uh, the seedlings into this little poly bag here while it was mm -hmm. about four or six inches. Mm -hmm. Allow it to grow, and I think this is way over 10 inches already. It is good to be planted into the garden already. Okay. So, usually, so in short, from, from what you said, is that usually about four to six inches, it's where from the for, egg for carton for tomatoes yeah. only. Okay, for others? For basil, it's about the length like this as well. About four to six inches. Or when you think, um, from my experience, there's a point that they grow quite a bit of leaves. And uh, if you don't water it for one day, okay, they, the, the root system becomes so extensive, they take lots of water away from the soil. And then they start to dry out. Okay, that would be the good indicator uh, saying, telling you, okay, I need a biggest place, uh, more soil, more water, so I can grow. Okay, so, and really to a point which, just let me do this, to a point which, uh, let's say it's already six inches, and uh, the leaf system is quite extensive, and if you, if you look at the bottom, Okay, one good thing about this is you get to see the bottom. All of these things will be kind of white color. The roots has filled up the whole place. So you can just push this thing from the bottom and at the same time use your, the other hand to hold the, the stem at the bottom uh, gently, not, not too hard. By doing these actions, you can lift the whole sapling up. That will be the, really the indicator of Okay, it's good for transplanting already. I do have some basil which, which is doing just that, but uh, I can't leave this station. It's in, in my the other balcony. 
Okay. Okay. And also uh, another question as well. It's that uh, how do you dry the turmeric before making the powder? Is it uh, in the sun, oven or air dry? Like just not okay. the picture that you share. Good question. Um, I sun dry it, but apparently I, I miss, I should be doing one more step. I sh uh, of course, after washing the turmeric, I should uh, um, boil it with water, cook it with water, and then only I dice them up before I, um, I put it under the sun. I skip the step of cooking the turmeric. Okay, I don't find that is necessary, but apparently by cooking a turmeric, it makes it soft and easier to ground later. So that's why if you look at the, the slides earlier, you still see some larger pieces of turmeric and that is likely to be the reason why. Okay, okay, understood. All right, and uh, so, so that's how you, uh, so that's how the uh, turmeric powder is being made. Okay, and another, another question is that, uh, if we plant it at the compressor balcony when aircon is on, will the heat from the compressor affect the plant? Or are we supposed to omit using the air conditioning? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think you should, you should do that. You, do, you shouldn't let the, the hot air to keep blowing it. It dries the plant uh, very quickly and the heat is likely to kill it. For me, I do put my plants over here. The sweet potato is actually right here and some other little plants. I do put them on top of the compressor. It's not like you can't, you actually should be doing it, okay? But it's away from the heat. Okay, so, so that's how you do it, yeah. Because if the heat is there, then the plant will be like evaporation. <laughs> it's like all the you water will use, be evaporated. Yeah, you can use that to dry your turmeric, uh, turmeric you see. Mm -hmm. Another method, okay, that's good. And uh, another question here is that, uh, how do you keep wets from injecting their aid uh, into or eggs or lava into your tomatoes. Uh, sorry, sorry, come again. Yeah, how do you keep webs? You know the webs from injecting their eggs in, in into the tomatoes. Wasps. Uh. The wasp. Yeah, yeah, wasps. Okay, okay. Uh, you can use the mesh. You can find them on Shopee or Lazada. The one that you can, you a mesh like a net. Okay, but it's really a bag. You can put your tomato or mango or something. And then there's some strings over there. You can just zip it and, and yeah, you can prevent that. Hopefully you can prevent that. But uh, if the wasps are larger, they can easily puncture that. So you may want to uh, cover it up okay. or grow enough of them. Okay. Uh, so that one or two uh, being, being sacrificed is fine. But it really depends on what, what, what kind of wasps you're talking about. Okay. Because to me, wasps are, actually beneficial insects because they go around and kill other pests for you. They are, they are predators. They hunt like caterpillars or whatnot and chew them into a meatball before they bring it back to, to feed their baby. Yeah, it's, it's, don't want to imagine that, okay, but that's how beneficial they are. You, you, are, you are likely to talk about the gall wasps. They, they should be much smaller. But again, try the exclusion uh, method using a mesh. Mesh. Uh, there are some also. There are some people also use newspaper, if not mistaken, to, to actually wrap it. Do you do you encourage that when they are almost ripe? Yeah. When you are hardworking enough, then yes, yeah, by all means. And uh, but the thing about newspaper is that uh, what what if it rains? <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will yeah. affect the whole thing. So, so mesh is still advisable. Uh, it will be a much, much sustainable way, I, I would say. Give it a try. I, I wish I can grow enough tomato now because uh, it's flowering, but uh, I can, I, I've already bought the mesh. So I'm, I'm eager to try it out. But my problem over here is likely to be birds. There are lots of birds over here. Um, Asian glossy starings, minas, crows. Sometimes you have Bradnape, Oreo, lots of them. Okay, so, so talking about the pests earlier, if uh, like the bees you said, so if you're staying high up, there will be no bees pollinating your plants. So you have to do, earlier you mentioned that you have to do uh, self-pollination, like the brush something. Yeah, hand pollination, unfortunately, yeah. Hand pollination. So, so what's your advice on to ensure that the hand pollination uh, is successfully done? Yeah. If you're talking about tomatoes, you want to cross 
between different individuals. Okay, you can use a brush. That, that's for one. And uh, tomatoes can actually, um, from what I heard, is that you can, uh, they, you, wind can help them to pollinate as well. So that's why you want to shake the flowers using your finger. Sometimes even the, the electric toothbrush vibrates to help the flower to shake a bit of tolerance and hopefully it will get to another plant. But hand pollinating anything from one plant to another. Okay, and also another question here is that uh, where can we get heirloom tomato seeds from? You can buy them online. I do have some. Okay, you can, you can, uh, you can uh, message me later. Okay, nice. And uh, how much time... How much time do you... Yeah. Just, just a bit, uh, a bit more. How's I was drinking water. Sorry. We are, we are going to start. We're going to launch uh, a, a new product, which is the seed starter pack. Okay, heirlooms tomatoes will be featured. Mm -hmm. So yeah, stay tuned to, for that. Heirlooms tomato. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, how much time do you spend daily on taking care of the plants? If you are talking about watering, um, I don't know, ten minutes. 10 minutes a day. 10 minutes. But if you're talking about pruning and all that, um, well, they, they, don't, they don't all have a problem at once. Okay, let's say, okay, this, this pestle is flowering. Okay, let's, let's uh, do, do away the flowers. Oh, you should harvest a, a sweet pestle today. You can do it anytime. Um, yeah, depends on what, what activity, uh, your activities you are looking for. For me, I would take sometimes longer because I propagate the basil, for example, uh, from cuttings. And at some point, they grow enough, enough roots, and then I need to transplant them into the soil. And then you know, mixing the soil uh, and uh, watering, um, putting holes into it and put the plants in, in it, it do take some time. In that case, I will take about two hours. Two hours, so it's like two hours in a different, different parts of the day or one, one shot? One shot. One shot. Okay. All right. And also another one is that another question being shown here. It's that uh, which plant is free from creepy collies? Yeah. Creepy free plant. from creepy collies. Which plant is free from creepy collies? Would, hmm. would ginger be the one? Because I feel like ginger. <laughs> um, if you're talking about like grasshoppers, sometimes I do see them. But uh, at, at this level, I don't see, see uh, any creepy collies. Uh, attacking my plants. Something that will be free from any sort of pest. Even the yam, uh, the ornamental yam has some sort of pest. So I suppose um, for my, for my uh, experience, uh, all of them have some sort of problems. Maybe rosemary has none, but I'm not sure, but other issue will kill rosemary before the, the, the insects or any other copycolis kills it. That is root rotting because I water them too much. Really, uh, any plants has is uh, natural enemies. So there are some plants that are immune from that, uh, but I can't think of it from the top of my head. Okay, understood. All right, so uh, we were taking another last two questions. So uh, because the time is almost out already. So the last two, uh, the last two questions, one of them is that, uh, for planting in an apartment and planting veggies, how deep does the pot need to be for the roots to grow well? Yeah. If you're talking about romaine lettuce, their the roots don't go too deep. Okay, the lettuce is about this high, maybe the roots is around here. Okay, they, they never go to, I don't know, three feet. Okay, so uh, a polystyrene box like I have over here will be it will suffice. So in that sense, it's about one and a half to two feet deep. But yeah, that, that will be more than enough to, to plant. To really, uh, if you are going to plant a durian tree, it is not possible. Okay, you can have a sapling, but not, not enough to bear fruits. But vessels and all that, um, yeah, it's realistic for this environment. Okay. And uh, the last question is... Uh... The last question is here is that uh, one person asked is that uh, 
why haven't you planted uh, Brazilian spinach? Yeah. Why I haven't planted that? Yeah, Brazilian uh, spinach. Okay, I know this is a very popular stuff. Okay, um, I, I was added into, well, I, I introduced myself into a WhatsApp group and uh, they are talking about Brazilian spinach, the Brazil, uh, Bayern Brazil, okay? Uh, I personally don't use it. Uh, maybe I haven't found my find myself to use it. Um, and that brings me to one point. Uh, I plant what I use uh, to pretty simply, or what I like. If it's, okay, I haven't found myself liking that plant that much. I, I may, but uh, I'm not sure. If you like it, please do it. Kevin? Yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry. Uh, another question, the last one we take in is that, uh, what about avocados? Do you think that it's also easily, easily to be planted at home? I, you know the way that you uh, germinate avocado with a cup, two pick, and then put it in the water, and then hopefully it will it will root and sprout. For myself, I have a rather high failure rate. The reason why is those avocado are likely to be around because you know if everyone can access to avocado seed that easily, then um, the the avocado farms will go bankrupt. Okay, they, they need to make money. And in fact, lots of fruits uh, that we have in the market, their seeds are likely to be surround because, I don't know, genetic engineering. And because otherwise everyone can grow uh, avocados, mangoes and all that, and they will go bankrupt. So there are ways to modify the genetics, you know, uh, and make the seeds around. And uh, for me, I do have a rather high failure rate by doing so. I, one or two has survived and I planted one into the soil. They're about this, mm -hmm. this high now. And I don't know how long it will take to, to first fruit. And in fact, many of these uh, avocados, should it survive to, uh, to become big trees, they are only as good as a root stock. They don't really produce fruit. As I said, they are, they are sterile. And you can use you can the, the the only good thing about that is you can uh, graft the the fertile branch of avocado onto that roof good stock in fact there are farms in uh, the americas uh, you know, central americas uh, that they use the same root stocks for hundreds of years so they just put uh, the plant on top of it and uh, you it will use the ex existing root system and hopefully sprout the, the avocado trees. All right. Okay. All right. Understandable. Okay. And uh, yeah, so we come to an end of the session. So, uh, Ethan, do you have any uh, uh, last, uh, last few words to, to actually share it to the audience or uh, uh, tips or how they can get in touch with you? Yeah. So, do follow us on Instagram, Self Sufficient Penang. Okay, uh, my fiance is uh, uh, is replying now, and um, you can find us on Facebook. But at this moment, uh, you find our Facebook page as EP Hobbies Hobby and then why uh, Hobby and then IST. Okay, the link is up here. Okay, um, because uh, we are in the midst of rebranding my my then uh, Facebook page, it doesn't allow me to. Uh, rename it, but uh, soon enough, uh, I will find a way to get around it. Okay, it's not like I want to find a new, uh, I want to uh, establish a new Facebook page. I want to use it as, as it is. So uh, keep in touch. Uh, see you on Facebook, EP Hobbies, or on Instagram, selfsufficient.pnang. Okay, all right. Okay. And thank you so much, uh, Ethan, for. Sorry, Kevin. I, this is one way to, to this is only the ways to, to connect myself. And okay. to, to the a last piece of advice, really, uh, you don't have to be greedy to have everything in your gardens. As I mentioned earlier in, in this session, you can't grow certain things. You can't grow rice, for example. Uh, you don't have to be so greedy that you want to be self-sufficient in everything. You don't have to get out of the house uh, for one year. Okay, you, you, you can make your own uh, wine. You make your own 
uh, soy sauce, you make your own vinegars. Okay, you, 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 it's really hard to do that. But you can always be self-sufficient in something. Mm -hmm. Starting little, just making uh, little steps like this. That's all for me, Alvin. Right. Thank you so much, Ethan, for the for the departing words. It's uh, very uh, insightful for for us to sh for you to share uh, on tonight. Can continue the poll. And yeah, and also yep. So everyone, uh, so every Saturday we will be having uh, a different speaker speaking on the platform to add value to to more of us. Because at the end of the day, I believe that in order for us to create a greater green changes in the society, and also at the same time to add uh, to create more green leaders out there. We need more and more and more. How to say? We need more of us out there to be a role model for for your neighbors or to be even your role model for your friends to look up to you so that they can create a greater green changes. In order for us to change the world, we must not act alone, but rather we must act as a community, having the same vision to create a self-sustainable world, to create a sustainable future and also a greener future. That all has to come from the community effort. I believe that at the end of the day great changes can come from the community when we work as a team. And yep, so thank you everyone. So yep, so Ethan has uh, uh, wants me to launch uh, the last poll here. Alright, so you can actually vote. So I will share to Ethan uh, privately later. Alright, so this is the last one. And also you can actually vote here. Yeah. Okay, so that uh, so that Ethan can actually uh so this question that I we shown here is that so that Ethan can actually improve his uh so that Ethan can improve from the feedback and also at the same time to make it more uh, beautiful for others to 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 be engaged with it. Yeah. If you are not a millennial, it doesn't mean that you don't vote to work here. Okay, you can still do it. Yeah. And also earlier for the slides, uh, I will get from Ethan and I will share everyone through the email that we have received. So everyone has uh, also have access to the, uh, to the, the, the link as well. And yeah, and the context to Ethan. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. And yep. And yeah, so, so that's all from, from us. If you have any questions, please do go to the uh, Instagram page, uh, Ethan Instagram page or his Facebook to, uh, to, do, to know more about it. And thank you, everyone. Thank you for being the green heroes that Malaysia need. And thank you so much for being the green hero that the world needs in, in days to come because the earth is so in critical right now and we are the future and we can change uh, and nothing is, uh, is impossible. Thank you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So start planting and always be self-sufficient in something. See you guys. <laughs>